0: Hello and welcome to D-Up Podcast. This is Louis Spalletta and the finals are here and so are you. I know that's why you came. We're going to get into some free agency news, rockets, get into that Lakers mess like we always do. But first, let's start out 100 miles an hour on the Raptors and the Warriors. That's right, it's here. The Raptors defeated the Bucks and now are facing the Warriors in the finals. We got Kawhi Leonard on fire doing his best Michael Jordan impression and that's where we want to start out talking about Kawhi and his superstar, all-star, elite performance, best guy in the league, uh, a Superman dig right now because Kawhi is on a different level. Kawhi is in control of the game from start to finish and even if he's not there in the start, he is there in the finish one of the most efficient players and I'm bringing up Kawhi right now uh, over the Raptors and the Warriors because I, I need to start out with the focal point of this year's playoffs which is Kawhi Leonard. Now, this isn't a coincidence. If not for the injury, if not for coming down on Zaza Pachulia's um ankle or, or foot, if if Kawhi hadn't sustained that injury, we would be seeing the same guy because he was posting the same numbers. He was taking control in the same way. This is not a mystery, and it shouldn't be to anyone. Kawhi plays the whole season, every single game, as a practice to ramp up to the playoffs and eventually the finals. Kawhi is the real deal, okay? In an age of of superstars who are pampered and and uh, don't show up in the playoffs and the finals when it counts. Kawhi is the man of men, he's the alpha of the men, and he continually shows up when he's called upon, never failing, shown on his last second shot in game seven to win the series, to get into the Eastern Conference Finals and every important fourth quarter why drawing the Jordan comparisons stylistically has merit and no one would have ever thought that his late game heroics and control, his alpha control of the fourth quarters would draw a comparison, but it is. And now, picking off where he left off before that injury versus the, the Golden State Warriors and Zaza Pachulia, we see Kawhi now getting into one of the best playoff runs that any player has ever had, control wise, eye test wise, numbers wise. Here's a guy who 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 is so efficient and shoots over 50% as strong, large hands, maintains the fadeaway that that MJ has, has the defensive prowess that MJ has, controls the game defensively like no other player the guy is everywhere and Kawhi is the centerpiece of this finals there's no doubt about it what will he do how will the Warriors defend him that's all the talk now we can get into and, and and Van Vliet and we're gonna get into those guys as well. Don't worry, because the Raptors are playing the Warriors, not Kawhi. But, in basketball, everything is about matchups. And who will the Warriors throw at Kawhi? Do they have an answer for Kawhi? Can Draymond contain Kawhi? I don't think so. I think Draymond could can wear him down a little bit because he can get physical with him, even though he's not Kawhi's size, but they can, the, the Warriors could go and throw young bodies at Kawhi the whole time and, and wear him down. But ultimately, they don't have an answer for Kawhi Leonard. Now, if KD was healthy and KD would, was going head-to-head with Kawhi, now now there's some, some merit to containing him and wearing him down on both ends because, you know, Kawhi having the guard Kevin Durant and go back and forth with him is going to eventually take him down, take his production down in the fourth quarter. But Kawhi is is right now looks to be one of the most unstoppable forces in the NBA, if not the most unstoppable force. Certainly the best two-way player in the NBA right now. Klay Thompson's a great perimeter defender. Now he's great. He is a wonderful two-way player. I don't know if he can handle Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if he's going to be able to. Let's keep our eyes on that and see. I I think that's a great, they're going to throw Kalei at Kawhi a lot. They're going to throw Draymond. Um, But that's that's something to watch for. Um, There's not going to be anybody that's going to remotely going to be able to control Kawhi one-on-one. Can Van Vliet continue his reliable three-point shooting? Can Sayakum knock down that three-pointer in the corner? Okay. Sayakum has to come through and knock down th- open three-point shots because they're going to leave him open a lot. And he's he's usually open in that corner in the, in the Raptors' offense, the way the Raptors run their offense. And for sure, Kawhi, uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, has to show up and he has to show up consistently and he's done so now he's answered all of the critics finally and he has knocked down the three-point shot he has shown up in the fourth quarters which which really was a question that that we all had Uh, Is playoff Kyle Lowry the same as the regular season Kyle Lowry and thank God he's coming through um Steph versus kyle i think we know how how that goes um nobody's going to stop steph curry he's that good and uh if we're comparing those two point guards kyle and steph well it's a much superior matchup uh on the curry end of things uh curry positive on that uh the the golden state warriors are not as deep as the raptors i think we all know that story but again depth hasn't stopped the warriors matter of fact you know let's just go back to the portland series where the portland trailblazers were much more deep than the golden state warriors i mean when those guys get hot i'll reiterate again steph thompson there's no chance for anybody in the league you're not beating the warriors team without kd without demarcus and by the way kd and demarcus might be back for the finals they're saying um they're saying like, KD at least out for game one, um, and then DeMarcus Cousins will probably be returning in the series. I mean, these two guys get hot without those other two. I'm speaking of Thompson and and Curry. There's no chance for for any team. You're not you're not beating this Warriors team. Two of the best shooters in history. Uh, it's not going to happen. And the Warriors play a wonderful team game. Remember, they lead the league in assist. Every single year, they, they kill even the second best team in the NBA by assist. I mean, it's a big margin. So you add those two shooters, two best shooters in history, to a, a team that plays really good defense on the perimeter and in the paint, and a, and a team that passes the ball, uh, it's very hard to beat the Warriors without playing a perfect game. Now, can the Raptors do it? Sure. I mean, they can do it one game and they can do it two games. Um, it, it would be a stretch if they pull this off, in my opinion, three games. Uh, so I'm going on the limb. Well, not really on the limb here. Um, it's kind of the safest bet. I'm saying Warriors win this in six since the Raptors are the home team. Set Game seven will be played in uh, the Toronto arena, which I don't think the Warriors would ever let happen. Uh, there would be too much urgency on the, on the point of the champion, which are the Warriors. And uh, I feel that the, the Raptors, uh, excuse me, the Warriors take this in six games. But that's not without a valiant effort and showing by Kawhi Leonard. Uh, they're going to have to almost pack the lane and build a wall in for, to, to stop Kawhi. Something to really watch for here as the NBA fan, let's see if the Warriors give the Raptors players what they want and just contain and and shut down Kawhi as a, a team effort, you know, three on one Kawhi, two guys on Kawhi, or if they let Kawhi get his points and cover the rest of the team and not let the rest of the team beat him, beat them, so that's something. That's a strategy to to look out for. Um, one guy who I also didn't mention was uh, Igudala. I, I mean, Igudala can guard the best of them, and he has the the length and athleticism to match up with Kawhi Leonard. Now I haven't had a chance to go back and see the the um, the previous matchups, which I should have done before this podcast. Uh, but I'm definitely going to do it after this because I'm curious about the, about their matchups leading into tonight's game. I want to see how Iguodala and Kawhi matched up. But that seems to be, me for me, uh, on the Warriors' end, to be the best uh, matchup to contain Kawhi. Iguodala has a wonderful uh, perimeter defense game. He's long. He can challenge shots. And uh, he catches a lot of guys going up with a jump shot even before they get it up. Now, game one, I feel, is going to set the tone. The Raptors have a shot. The only way that the Raptors have a shot is if they win game one. They're in Toronto. They can create some sort of a a first jab, a first blow in the face. They can punch first in the face if they're at home, which they are. And if they win this game, that puts the Warriors on their heels And there's a lot more drama to unfold, as I said, because KD will probably return in this series. DeMarcus Cousins will. And that's going to add a little bit more uh, subplots and drama to this Netflix series. But ultimately, let's call a spade a spade. This is about the Warriors trying to take on a three-peat and Kawhi Leonard... Trying to stop another big three. And remember, if you uh, go back, uh, Kawhi versus, I think it was the uh, Miami Heat, the LeBron Miami Heat, uh, we have this all over again. And Kawhi's going to try to put an end to the Warriors. Who knows? The rest of the country is 47 to 50, uh, rooting against the Warriors. I'm rooting against the Warriors. I want a new champion. I want Kawhi to wear that king crown because he deserves it. So let's keep this in perspective and go Raptors. Moving on to the Lakers. Uh, we're going to be covering offseason all the time on Dia Podcast. Uh, it's going to be every week. This is going to be the craziest offseason in NBA history. And who's at the forefront? The Lakers. The crazy mess of the Lakers. The Lakers are in trouble. They're in trouble because LeBron James is 34. I think He might have just turned 35. I don't know. Uh, he's, he's, he's an aging superstar. That's no doubt. He has a lot of mileage. And on top of that, it's the best free agency class of NBA history, like I just mentioned. And they're in the position to where they would have to trade for Anthony Davis, it's not like they're getting a free agency a free agent coming to the Lakers like a Anthony Davis caliber that's just going to sign. No, Anthony Davis would have to be traded for the whole Lakers team. How would that work out for L.A.? Genie Bus has gotten them into this scenario. Uh, you could, you know, you could put it on Magic, Rob Palinka. You know, whoever was in charge or is in charge—it's a cluster mess right now. People say that uh, Jeannie Bus's friend, uh, Mrs. Rambus, Kurt Rambus's wife, is is calling the shots or advising her. What a mess this whole thing is. Even Phil Jackson has take on things. Whether Kobe Bryant has a take on on influential moves—it's it, a mess. Yet there could be a little bit of relief in sight if what's going on is true and that's Kobe Bryant is now recruiting Kyrie Irving at least that's what the reports say and it seems to be confirmed Uh, Kobe a long-standing member of the Lakers organization and best friend of Rob Palinka, has a lot of power regardless of what he might allude to in that organization and is actively recruiting Kyrie to come to the Lakers. Now, of course, you know, Kyrie and LeBron won a championship and beat the Almighty Warriors together. So they've proven they can win and that they can almost do it all themselves. So a Lakers resurgency could be in the works if Kyrie is uh, serious about in his talks. But um, long-standing rumors that he's coming to New York, either Brooklyn or the Knicks, could thwart that that whole hope for LeBron. Now, whether Kyrie would want to go, Kyrie's somewhat young, so he, whether he would want to go with an aging LeBron and a dysfunctional Lakers agency is beyond um, what I can comprehend, but uh, weirder things have happened. And moving on to more free agency, the Rockets seem to want to improve their roster. Darryl Moore, of course, the guy in charge over there, uh, wants to improve this roster. Clint Capella seems to be on the trading block. Um, they're talking about moving many pieces, almost everyone, Chris Paul being one of them. Now, Chris Paul seems to be a shell of himself. He's no longer that that wonderful superstar. He's a great team player, but he's not that that especially that playoff superstar that he could be or that the Rockets hoped him to be. They seem to be. The Rockets seem to be hell-bent on keeping uh, Harden there as the franchise cornerstone, um, but they're looking to make some, some drastic changes, whether or not they can try and lower KD there. That's another question, and reunite KD with Harden. Uh, Free agency seems to be taking amazing, fun, uh, dramatic turns, Uh, and the season is not even over here. Uh, The finals are about to start, and there's chatter, so watch out for the electric that's about to come. The Rockets are about to make some some moves, and so is the rest of the NBA. So now getting back to the NBA finals, because this is what the show is all about. It's about the preview. Let's talk about Steph Curry. Steph Curry is playing phenomenal ball. He's dancing at the top of the key, which spells disaster and death for the opposing team, as I've always said. And when he plays and has fun, it's basically a Warriors win every single time. Uh, The Warriors are moving the ball like their previous championship year's self. Not only is the ball moving now, but the ball is going in the hoop Thompson and Curry have seemed to be catching fire, and the question I have with this nine-day layoff is whether or not the Warriors can continue the momentum that they found in their previous series versus the Raptors. That layoff usually doesn't spell well for the team with the layoff. So Raptors might have an advantage in game one, not only because of the home advantage, but because of the Warriors, you know, creakiness. Uh, they might need to, to you know, settle in, get bumped a couple of times on the shots. They might need to get hit in the mouth a couple of times to really feel that NBA speed again. That being said, the Warriors have been there. They've done it. They have... Uh, been through every possible scenario there is in the playoffs and usually experience wins out steph clay and draymond green will be ready no matter what Uh, i feel that the rest that they get will be a positive for them because of the mileage they've had in the past playoff years uh, all these playoff runs, the finals runs, it does take a toll on you. So, uh, I guess the pot—I just—that's the positive advantage for this nine-day layoff. Coming back to Kawhi Leonard. Now, Kawhi, yeah, I've watched. Grew up watching Michael Jordan play, and a lot of people are talking about Michael Jordan comparisons. I touched on it earlier in the beginning of this. Uh, one thing I wanted to to mention about that that I didn't get to um, in this previous series and all the, the playoffs with Kawhi uh, from what we've seen is um, he does things very relaxed he's a quiet guy he's a relaxed guy and he picks his places he's efficient and that's very MJ like as well uh, Michael, if you look at him, he never, ever forced the issue, uh, whereas Kobe Bryant would force up bad shots and uh, whatever it may be. Michael Jordan and Kawhi are very measured. Uh, they're they're very relaxed players, always looking first to pass, second to shoot, even though both can put up very high numbers at times. Uh, you would really have to watch Jordan if you haven't watched him play, he always looked for the pass first. And Kawhi is that guy. He's not going to shoot unless he's got the shot or unless his teammates really need him in that clutch moment to take the shot because when the alpha male, the alpha athlete is on the court, he's going to need to, to take the reins and, and lead in moments of, of nervousness and pressure because uh, a real leader reads the temperature of his team. And a real leader will take the reins when he sees his team might be backpedaling or not wanting the ball. Michael was great at, at taking temperature and Kawhi is too. And Kawhi brings it to another level, I feel, in the playoffs and in the finals. When that shot needs to be made, he's going to make things happen. And it's it's in such a relaxed manner. It's it's beautiful to watch. Uh, when, when you watch a player like, let's see, see, I'm a big Damian Lillard fan, but he can force the issue at times, right? Um, there's a lot of players in the league that just force the issue. But there's something nice about a guy gracefully, getting to his spot, and not forcing it. Right, Kawhi Leonard's big and can force you off the block, but he's so graceful in getting into his spots and and seeing the floor, and seeing the situation, that if you're a basketball player, you can only hope to play within yourself like Kawhi plays within himself. And I think that's the, the main point. It's about playing within yourself. And Kawhi has brought such a fundamental a fundamental superiority to the game where I think it's great for players that are watching, especially the younger players, to take something from Kawhi's game, not necessarily Steph and shooting it from 50 feet away from the basket or, or taking it from the sidestep shoot like Damian Lillard, which are, you know, these are all great players, or throwing up a half-court shot like like Trey Young on a normal day basis, but it's about... Playing within the team system and playing within yourself and having that balance and knowing when to strike, knowing when to relax, knowing when to pass. Watching Kawhi, to me, is similar to watching Jordan in that manner, you know, even without the fadeaway jump shots and without the the, the defensive prowess. It's it's really a, a wonderful, eerie similarity to look at. And as the finals develop, I want you to watch this and watch his efficiency, watch his percentages. It's just, it, it's really remarkable how he improves even in the playoffs and in the finals. So anyway, this is Lewis baletta You could catch me and talk to me through DM on Instagram, Lewis space Edward space Balletta. friend me. I get back to all of your DMs. I get back to all your messages finding me on facebook lewis space Edwards space Balletta. and and let's talk because i always like to talk about things you tell me that you want to hear on this show so strap in get your popcorn get your basketball out and let's get involved i'll see you here next week to talk about what goes on in the finals raptors warriors d up podcast this is lewis boletta i'll see you soon on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.